are now entering the Brooks. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello, you're on the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Hello, Jason. Doing well this week, I hope? I'm doing okay. I like this weird sultry voice that we've got going on today. I just dropped into it. I don't know why I put on my radio (laughs) voice, but there it is. And... Oh, I wasn't thinking it was a radio voice. No? Oh, it's just my sexy voice? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't like, know. Sexy t- telehost. I don't know. You're welcome. I just saw you there on the Skype, and I. <laughs> it's just Hello. where my voice went. Hello, Jason. <laughs> I do that to people. You're looking well. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason, how are you, actually? I'm good. Okay. Oh. Okay, thank you. No information for me, Kevin, your friend, <laughs> and podcast co-host. Nothing. You're alive and you're good. Well, that's I'm good. alive, I'm good, and I'm breathing. Oh, wow. The plot thickens. So <laughs> glad to hear it. It's not thick breath. <laughs> it's a very nice, shallow breath. I wonder what thick breath even... I don't know. <sighs> yeah, oh, yeah. No. <sighs> I'm glad... I'm glad that's not your experience right now. So, yeah, good. All right, we'll just keep it to your alive and breathing. A whole fucking episode of me being like, okay, what is the bright side? God, if that was your voice, I would be. So, we would have five-minute episodes. <laughs> Maybe people like, wish it was. <laughs> the bright side is we're done. Yeah, every week it would be. You don't have to listen to that anymore. Oh. <laughs> Heavy breathers are people, too. Absolutely. I, I've had so many phone calls from them. Oh. And what? Why? What? Well, in between, it's nice. It's a nice break in between the calls about my vehicle warranty and my cable service. It's nice to get an occasional, <sighs> you know? Oh, God. Oh, I got a text message from a number I don't know saying, and it was to me and several other numbers, and it was like, hey, horny, want to fuck? And wow. I was like... I don't know who the fuck you are or how you thought I was horny, but right now I'm watching a tragic documentary and I am not sexually aroused. I see, but okay, so you didn't ask for pics or anything? No. Oh, okay. I mean, I was like, I don't know who you are. How do you know it went to several other people, too? Because it said it's. You know how when you like get a text message, it shows all the numbers involved in the conversation? You got a group text from a number you don't know that asked if you were all horny at the same time? I guess so. I'm sure it was just like... And nobody responded? Nobody responded to my thread. That's a shame. I guess it's nobody a... was horny. Well, I just am like, who the fuck are you? I would have asked for pics at least. But, you know, I... to each his own. But I don't know who they are. I don't know if they're like That's weird... why the pics creepy person exactly so you get pics and then you find out no i just i don't want to have to then go to the cops when i find out that they're like a sex trafficker or something i you don't want to be part of bringing down a sex trafficking ring see this is what separates you and me no i'm fine with doing that i just don't want to seek it out like if it happens great i will bring them down it came right to you 
a I don't text want to come that asked to me. if you were horny. No, I was not horny, so I d- chose not to respond. Are you horny, and do you happen to need any young Mexican boys? No. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just saying, if you get that text, okay. If next I get time, that text, I'm going right to the cops. Great, this is not fantastic. Even, yeah. I believe this person is trying to procure me <laughs> some human trafficked people, you yeah. could say. Anyway. Uh well, okay, so that was dark, so let's talk about a bright spot, okay? Okay, good. Fantastic. Bright spot this week is graduation, actually. Hey, people you know, are graduating. A lot of people are graduating. I got to thinking about this because my niece graduated high school Yay. this week. And we're very proud. Yes, congratulations, Woo. Grace. But also, it made me think of how many kids in America and in the world are moving from year from one year to another and have done the work in this incredibly hard pandemic year of, you know, not in-person learning. Yeah. And have done what they needed to do and gotten it together and graduated or just moved from that year to another. And if you're one of those people, first of all, if you're in, if you're of school age, you should not be listening to our show. But if, if you are, <laughs> congratulations. And we love you and you are the bright spot this week. Congratulations. Well, and if they've graduated, then they're fine. Uh, sure, but I mean, yeah, I guess they're, but yes, unless you're one of those geniuses, in which case we probably can't say anything that you don't know already. Yeah, you're a fucking genius. Yeah, congratulations, genius. Yeah. You're Way to be a genius, spot. genius. Good job, Doogie. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> so that's the bright spot because it's just, you know, I couldn't have a, ma- high school is fucking hard. No matter, like, it's hard in a normal year, you know? And to have gotten through this particular year and graduated high school this year, it blows my mind. So congratulations, because you did it in an incredibly tough year with circumstances that I can't even fathom. And well done. Mazel tov! Yes, that is the bright spot. So if you have time between your human trafficking texts, do you want to tell me about uh, some other issue that we're going to talk about this week? I, I don't know that it was a human trafficking text, first of all. I just want to go on the record. Okay, that's okay. You've said that officially. Good job. <laughs> all right, ready? Yes, you're safe. <laughs> Instant life. Oh, shit. Just keep going. Comic books. Comic book instant life. Okay. Also, why did I say comic books so sexually? I was like, comic books. I, well, you are a huge nerd, so it could <laughs> be you're just turned on by comic books. I had a nerdgasm. Oh, um, congratulations. Could you clear off your screen, please? <laughs> Never. Um, <laughs> Fine. I'll just watch you foggy this whole time. <laughs> Brian Shrimp. Brian Shrimp. <gasps> I know what this is. This is. We're talking about sea monkeys. We're talking about sea monkeys. That's right. We're going to talk about the pretty wild and dark history of sea monkeys. Okay. That's fucking great. Because I know instantly, yes, I know sea monkeys because I used to have, you know, those magazines, Boy's Life in particular from, it's the Boy Scout magazine. Oh, they have a magazine? Yes. It's called Boy's Life and it's, I used to get it. Well, that is news to me, folks. Yeah. So to my, to my knowledge. That's going to be next week's topic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't think you, a human sex trafficker, should be doing a topic called Boy's Life. You should let's, probably steer clear of that subject. Let's never call me that again. Okay. <laughs> so, did you ever have sea monkeys growing up? 
No, but I wanted them. But now I that I know, I wanted them too and never got them. Now that I know, I never want them. Okay, what? I mean, they just—they seemed so happy in the ads. Okay, well, we will get there. Okay, they weren't happy. Sea monkeys, as we know them, are actually a species known as brine shrimp. Oh, they're shrimp. They are shrimp. All right. So when I was a kid, I was allergic to them. Oh, I. But they don't have dander or anything, and you're not going to eat your pet sea monkey. So you, you don't know my life. Sea monkey. What? How many pets did you eat, Jason? I Jason. Never ate a Jason. Pet. Jason. <laughs> did you eat your pets? No, but one because time... that you know what that is. That's that's that is a warning sign for later sex trafficking. No. God damn it, Kevin. No, <laughs> I, I've never eaten a pet. First, <laughs> when, the first pet I ever had was a goldfish, and I named it Jason Jr., <laughs> and it died like two days after we got it. Oh. And so then I made a little tombstone for the toilet where we flushed it. What? And so a family friend came over and literally just saw, rest in peace, Jason, and they were like, what the fuck happened oh my god it was Dee Dee. They... Dee saw the tombstone and she was like i need answers because she didn't see me and she's like where is jason did alive? you flush your little boy <laughs> 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 oh that's horrifying yeah it was a it was an experience did you eat it no it okay. died and we flushed it all right did you get, then get a jason jr jr jason the third I don't remember if I got a Jason the Third. I definitely got another one. I think we all agreed that naming pets after us was not a good plan after that incident. No, because your your entire yard and bathroom would be littered with like very macabre reminders of your own mortality. Jason's dead mm-hmm. again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all in right. memoriam, your whole house would be like in memoriam of you, like a shrine to you, but you'd be living in it. It'd be weird. It'd be like going to your own funeral every day. I mean, I'm like, I don't know. I'm weird. I could yeah. handle that. Yeah, no, you are. You're weird and macabre. <laughs> quote from LATimes.com. Quote, apart from the fact that they can hatch within minutes after contact with water, brine shrimp are unappealing creatures. Uh-huh. They're ant-sized and translucent and bear a striking resemblance to sperm. Oh, Okay, so if you if you if you want to do sea monkeys on a budget, <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck, man? No. Anyway, oh. are they that small? No, they're not. They're not sperm sized, but they oh, are I tiny. See. They're like ants. Oh, they look like large sperm when yeah, they're moving I mean, around. How nice! Look like fucking weird translucent centipedes in the water. What a nice pet that you could bond with. Yeah. This is Phyllis. No, that one. That one over there. That one. I mean, this is Phyllis. Oh, wait. Is this? Oh, yeah. Phyllis. Gosh, she's this such a trickster. This is also Phyllis. <laughs> They're all named Phyllis. Right. I, I tried to tell. name them individually, but it's just too hard. They move. I got a tiny bow tie, but I killed the one I put it on. Oh, my God. So, all right. Sea monkeys are a type of brine shrimp that experiences cryptobiosis. That's like a sort of hibernation or something? They go, don't they? I'm glad you asked what what cryptobiosis (laughs) is. No, it is not a cryptocurrency. Oh, God. Like Bitcoin. Right. Dogecoin. And or, and what is it going to be? It's Dogecoin? Like? I thought it was Dogcoin. I think it... I don't know what it is. Dog... Dog... Uh, why is there an E in there? I don't know what it is. Doggy coin? Know. 
Why is there a fucking P at the beginning of pterodactyl? Wow. That's, see, that's a great question yeah, that I would they, never have thought because I just don't have your brain. English language fucking sucks. And I don't it even does. think that's English. That's Latin, which is even stupider. <laughs> that's why. You know what? I'm glad they died. I'm glad it died. <laughs> Fuck you, Roman Empire. That's right. Fucking dead language. Should yeah. be dead. Why don't you speak Roman? That's right. Why has it got to be a different fucking name for your language? Latin Junior. <laughs> so what is cryptobiosis? Quote from Wiki. Quote, a metabolic state of life entered by an organism in response to an adverse environmental conditions such as desiccation, freezing, uh. and oxygen deficiency. Ah, so okay. So basically it keeps the thing alive when it should be dead and more or less keeps it from continuing to age until the world is better for said living being. Oh, or, I see. <laughs> or as Mental Floss called it, quote, nature's version of carbonite freezing hey, Han Solo. That's amazing. So do you think they did what we're thinking when they were about to like freeze dry the brine shrimp? Did they go, I love you? And the last thing the brine shrimp said before it got carbon froze is, also, fuck you. Say I love you back, you toxic piece of shit. Oh, he said it eventually. Come on, they had a kid. They're fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kid didn't go so well, but they're fine. <laughs> they were fine for a while until they split up. The proper response to I love you is I love you too. If I've learned anything from rewatching the entire series of Friends recently, it's that you can also say thank you. Yeah, that's fine. But you're basically <laughs> saying, I don't love you back. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I don't think you're so great at reading Harrison Ford's subtext there, Jason. Thank I you. I think he was saying, I love you. No, I know he was. Oh. I'm being a dick. Anyway, yes, let's are. find out who invented the company and process of selling sea monkeys, shall we? Absolutely, because I want to know about this person very much. <laughs> You're going to fucking lose your mind. Am I? have been talking about Han Solo, right? Okay. His name was Harold Von Braunhut. Oh, God. Like Jabba the Hutt. Wow. Okay. And That's... and Braunhut. B-R-A-U-N-H-U-T. It's like a Braunhut. Braunhut. Okay. Is this um, another fucking German count that so, wasn't? Well, or Harold Nathan Braunhut. His name was not Harold Von Braunhut, but oh. he added the Von and replaced the Nathan. Of course he did. What? You know, these Germans, <laughs> they're so wily. We'll get to his name change later. All right. So Harold would walk into a pet store in it's, 1957. It wasn't Braunhut Brown either. It was Brown. It was, this guy is named Harold Brown <laughs> originally. He was born Harold Brown. So Harold would walk into a pet store in 1957 and he looked over at the brine shrimp, which was supposed to be like fish food. And he's like, what is this? Huh. <laughs> um, that's the thing we feed to the other shit. What's this? What's this? I can't believe my eyes. They're fish. I can't believe my eyes. What's this? <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. And so, yes, an industry was born. <laughs> he learned that this particular brine shrimp was called Artemia salina. Hmm. And they were in fact were they were they, mur- were they murdered by a crazed fan? Oh, because that would be a no. really dark turn. Oh, what? Rest in peace, Selena. Yes, do. Yes, please do. Um, they were in fact the very type of brine shrimp that did cryptobiosis. Okay, were they doing cryptobiosis right then? 
I don't. That would I don't be think very so. uninteresting to watch. I bet <laughs> they're like. Eh. <laughs> Uh, the only thing I can think of in the ads, I believe that there was a whole family. I think there was a bunch of sea monkeys. We will get there. All right. I'm using my hand so you know that I'm real serious. You, yes, you are. He did the shut me down hand signal there. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Reclaiming my time. I'm, t- I'm talking. Reclaiming my time. Okay. <laughs> um, Mr. Chairman, I want five <laughs> minutes added. <laughs> so Please they- take all the time you need. They evolved this way because this particular type of brine shrimp, because they were from the salt lakes, and occasionally those lakes would dry up, and this allowed the shrimp to survive until rain made a new lake. Okay, so great. So if if their living condition gets fucked for some reason, they sort of shrivel up and hold on for one more day, like Wilson Phillips said. They're like, one short day without (laughs) water to live in. One short day that was good. encased in this shell. <laughs> He's doing wicked, you guys. One short day. I hope it rains soon so I can get out of this hell. Wow. Dun, 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 dun. Congratulations. Dun, 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 dun. Um, I think I'll try defying <laughs> biology. Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would throw a shoe at you. I'm so excited. <laughs> Please continue. Uh, okay. Basically, they will encase themselves in a shell and wait for years, if necessary, to survive. Oh, like the fucking cicadas. Just yeah. biding their time. They're different, but it's similar. I know. We'll also have to do a cicada episode, because it is cicada should. year, right? Yes. They're like, I'm here! Wow, it's like being there. Fuck me! <laughs> <laughs> that is, the that is. I heard, the uh, general comment that they are making yes oh my god maybe the cicadas are the ones who fucking texted me <gasps> that's horrifying uh are you <laughs> <laughs> hey jason are you horny we've been asleep personally i've been asleep for 17 years i woke up with the most incredible morning wood and i found your number and i'm really rusty so you're that's gonna right. have to go slow <laughs> can i interest you in tons of insects <laughs> have you heard the good news about cicadas <laughs> Well. Anyway, back to the brine shrimp, quote from okay. mentalfloss.com, quote, But when you add water, their protective shells hatch, revealing a translucent creature born with one eye. Oh. They develop two more upon reaching maturity and can breathe oh. out of their feet. Males have tiny little whiskers under their chin, and the females can self-fertilize eggs. These things are freaks. Uh, they said the same thing about you. Well, they're right, first. And second, <laughs> my favorite thing about them, I think, is that they never have the right number of eyes. It's one or three. They yeah. don't ever have just two. <laughs> they're a three-eyed, translucent, tiny little water creature. Wow. That's pretty good. I'm doing okay today. I, you did. You, you're on it. You're on it. I'm uh, but I like that the men done. have beards. I know. That's they're fun. like, I've got whiskers. And the women can reproduce asexually. Yeah. So that's sad for the men. But Why are otherwise. the men even there then? I don't actually know. So, all right. Harold had two things that led him to believe that this was something that could be turned into a million dollar idea. Okay. He got very it, intense it there did, because it, it fucking is did. a million dollar idea. Um, the first was that it was magical. Yeah. When they came out of their cocoon state. Yeah. 
and he grew up loving magic and performing it as a teen, and he performed under the name Amazing Telepo. Uh, okay. It could have been Telepo. I don't know. I don't know how you pronounce it. Yeah, it's a bad name either way. It does not ring off the tongue. The telepo? Amazing telepo. telepo or Telepo, however you want to pronounce it. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't you say like Telepo, it. I say Telepo. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, you know, you know me. I'm a connoisseur of teenage magicians. What? And no, don't. That is not one that I've heard of. That's no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone needs a hobby. No. In addition to that, only a year earlier to seeing the shrimp, the world had fallen in love with ant farms. Oh, sure. I had an ant farm. I remember having an ant farm growing up. So he was like, awesome. magic ant farm! I guess in the water where you can't actually, you know, see them creating anything. So for years, he would work with a scientist, Dr. Anthony D'Agostino. Okay. To figure out how to be able to ship these creatures in the mail without killing them. And to create a hospitable life for them once they arrived. How hard is it to ship them? I mean, they they live in the Salt Lake like flats for years. Well, he didn't want How them to get crushed. I mean, don't crush my fucking babies. But they're almost microscopic. How could you crush them? I put them in some, put them in you know some bubble wrap. So they didn't have bubble wrap in the fifties. Invent it, and then you know yeah. What do you think, think they did have bubble wrap? In the I don't know. Anyway, fifties. He also worked with this scientist to create a version of them that didn't die within three days of being born. Well, that's, you know, it's, that is an important aspect in a pet, for sure. His kit would contain, mentalfloss.com, quote, a mail-order package that consisted of one packet to condition tap water, one packet of nutrients, including yeast and algae, and one packet of the shrimp eggs. Okay. See, they figured it out. Harold was like, I shall call this product Instant Life. <laughs> he, he does sound like a crazy German, like, mad scientist. It lives! It's alive! <laughs> so he wanted to call it Instant Life because it looks like they were making things come to life in one packet. Okay. Now, keyword there is looked like. Sure. And that's two words, I realized. Oh, well, okay. That, that's true. <laughs> the key phrase... Is looked like. Apparently, he put some eggs in the first packet because apparently it took 24 hours for the eggs to really hatch. Oh. So when the second packet was to make basically more sea monkeys. Oh. And the second packet also had dye in it, like a little bit of dye to make it easier to see the first sea monkeys come to life. And they're like, ooh, magic sea monkeys that come to life upon contact. Oh, okay. Hey, this is pretty smart. Yeah. So the big problem was that Harold was fighting with a toy company, Whammo, for attention. He wasn't fighting with the company, but they're both like, pay attention to me, people. Yeah, sure. But Whammo had kind of a lot of market share. Yeah. They had just come out with Instant Fish. What? Is it the same thing? No. They were selling African killifish, which also did the same thing as the brine shrimp, but they put the fish in a cube of mud, and then you put the mud in the water, and then you get a fish. Oh, God. So it's like one fish as opposed to like a whole bunch of little sea monkeys. Still an instant fish. That's kind of cool. Yeah. 
But it did struggle because Whammo wasn't able to get enough fish and people were like, we really want fish, but then this sucks. And so investors and distributors were really worried about instant life, the brine shrimp. Yeah. And they told Harold to hit it. Okay. <laughs> Look, we need to create pets out of thin air. Okay. Like we, th- this is the new innovation in, in pet life. In in, in in the world of pets, okay? Uh, you don't have to go to a pet store anymore. We'll mail you a pet, and then it shows up in exactly. the water instantly. Yes. And then, you know, it is, it's like, I see this actually at the same time the microwave is happening and, and like, you know, instant dinners and shit. Like, this instant pet thing, I, I could absolutely see taken off. So, when Harold was rejected, he was like, oh. you know what? Fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. Oh, wait. I thought you meant hit it, like, go into production. No, hit it, like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, hit it is doesn't mean that, but okay. Like, hit like, it, uh, hit the I'll, road. I hit the road, Jack, sure. That makes, that's different than hit it. <laughs> hit it is move forward. I feel like an idiot now for talking no. about all this, how he's going to go gangbusters, and you're like, no, hit it as in stop it. Wait, that was that's really, not what that means. I was very confused as to why you were so excited. and I oh, was... Only because I understand English. I understand English, too. I'm sorry. I can't understand you. <laughs> so Harold's like, I don't need you or your money. <laughs> I, you said hit it, and I was going to go full force, and then you said stop, and I'm getting mixed messages, and I'm pissed. Yeah. He's like, I don't need anything except for comic books. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So he took out ads in all the comic books for his sea monkeys and in Instant Life. Yep. Basically went directly to the kids to work yeah. a buy on demand model. Yeah. That's that's the way to go. Mail order miracle. Instead of a mail order bride, it's a mail order brine. Wow. Wow. So he didn't actually target any specific group. He was just like, All the comics put my ads in all of them. Oh, I mean, you know <laughs> if you're gonna reach everybody. So, Harold would claim that his ads were in 303 million comics annually. I'm sure I saw them in one of those. Yeah. So, the ads claimed that you could basically do so many things with sea monkeys, including hypnotizing them. What? So, basically shining a light, they will follow the light. Oh. So they're like, it's hypnotized. And they're like, uh, it's uh, literally a creature that just follows light. It's a right. moth. <laughs> I, I don't think you understand ad speak, but okay. He also claimed that they could play baseball. Um, they cannot. That's harder to prove. <laughs> and he said that they could be raised from the dead, but basically that just meant get more eggs and more will come to life. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it's they not... could be raised from the dead, but no, meaning you just have to buy more dead ones. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, all right. The ads worked. And he would soon be getting about five sacks of mail filled with requests for sea monkeys. And people were paying like a dollar a kit back then. Right. So like that's a whole fuck ton of hundreds of dollars a day. It absolutely is. I mean, he's doing great. Also out of the gate. His hand must have been cramping because you had to hand write all those fucking addresses. I suppose. What year is this? 60s, 70s. Okay. So. Harold was like, this is great! Let's make more products! 
I have something I, I, I feel like calling carpal tunnel syndrome, although that's not been a diagnosis yet. But otherwise, I'm doing great. <laughs> my wrist has fallen off. <laughs> but I'm rich. I can't move my hand, but I can count my money. I pay people to move stuff for me now. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. He could hire people to write the labels. <laughs> so he started selling things like x-ray specs. Oh, S-P-E-X. Yeah. Which was a type of glasses that he claimed could let you see through clothing. Uh-huh. But really... I remember these. This is Mad Magazine ad material. Yeah, but it basically just made things look like an x-ray. It didn't really like do anything. It just made it look like kind of foggy. Okay. Well, yes, there are no glasses that you can buy for a dollar that will let you see through clothes. I want to see that guy's <laughs> penis. I'll just text him. <laughs> I will not answer. <laughs> I tried that. I said, hey, horny. <laughs> well, that up. was your problem. You spelled my name wrong. <laughs> it starts with a J. Anyway, the point is he won't show me his penis, so I need your glasses. So, all right. He then sold a hair-raising monster, which was basically a card that when you get it wet, then the hair or crystals would grow on the monster, like a weird oh. Geo Chia pet. That's fun. Yeah, but it's also not hair. Or a monster. Yeah. Sure. Then crazy crabs. Oh, dear. Hermit to crabs To go along with sea box. monkeys. Can you put them all together? <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't put hermit crabs with sea monkeys because they would hermit eat them. Hermit crabs? Yeah, crazy crabs with hermit crabs in a box. Uh, were they alive when he would ship them? I hope so. Well, true. I mean, <laughs> dead crabs. That's my newest idea. I'm giving you crabs, but don't worry. They're dead. <laughs> I got crabs from Harold Brown. <laughs> Brown Hut. Yeah. So then he came up with the invisible goldfish. Okay. You've crossed a line. You have crossed a line, Harold. It was sold as a fish you'd never see. That's the stupidest thing. I've ever heard. How many tens of those did they sell? So you want to know why you couldn't see them? Did they exist? Because they weren't fucking real. Of course. That's. I mean, you're just selling people not even anything. You, you have to even provide your own water. He sold them a fishbowl, fish food, and no fish. Uh-huh. Mental Floss mentioned that he really should have been sued for that one, but he managed yeah. not to be. That's like a level of evil, kind of. It feels evil to me. So in the early 70s... He would have a comic artist, Joe Orlando, hmm. make a new sea monkey ad. Ah, is this the one where they're all around the TV that I remember? This time, the sea monkeys would look humanoid. Yeah. And as a result, kids went fucking nuts for them. They're like, oh, my God, it's little people. I can have tiny people that watch a really small TV in my fishbowl. Yeah. So it should be noted, the ad did say in small print, this is not what they look like. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking how cool they looked as a kid, like when I was a kid, how they, mm -hmm. and a family friend was like, it's a lie. And I was like, why are they lying to us? And why are you so horrible and ruining my life? Wow. So. And this is when Jason grew up. <laughs> Santa isn't real. <gasps> what? Wow. And brine shrimp don't look like people. I can't believe you had to be told that. Anyway, <laughs> this this round of ads caused the sea monkeys to make him a millionaire. Hey, there you go. 
But things would take a turn from his good luck mm-hmm. when it would be revealed that he was not only Jewish, <gasps> but an active member of the neo-Nazi right. I'm sorry. Um, I would like to have gotten a little more into his personal life earlier oh, so no. that I could have known to hate him even more. <laughs> so, Harold... Not for the not for the being Jewish, but for being the, uh, the neo-Nazi. Yeah. So, Harold grew up Jewish and would change his name to Vaughn instead of Nathan in order to sound more Germanic. Wow. In fact, he invented a weapon, the Kiyoga... Okay. Quote from mentalfloss.com. Quote, the Kyoga was a collapsible baton with coils, which Von Braunhut marketed as a tool for people unable to get a license to carry a firearm. Okay. He would be arrested in 1979 for having one on his person at the LaGuardia airport. Okay. But eventually would be let go when they realized they wouldn't win in court because it was too new of a weapon and they couldn't prove it was actually a weapon. Even though he was marketing it as a weapon? Yeah. That's just lazy detective work. (laughs) So he made this weapon and he used it as a means to help Richard Butler, who was the leader of the Aryan Nations... Okay. Richard Butler was fighting a legal battle where he was charged with sedition. Remember that old chestnut? Yeah. So Harold yeah. put out ads. We should brush that one off again and <laughs> charge that a little more often. Yeah. So Harold put out ads saying every Kiyoga purchase would result in $25 for Richard Butler's legal team. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So where's he advertising these? Probably not in the comic books, I'm guessing. No. <laughs> He had a new ad drafted where all the sea monkeys had a fucking Kyoga. Yeah. Richard Butler would be quoted saying that Harold was, quote, a member of the Aryan race who has supported us quite a few years. Wow. Well, you know, damn it. I'm yeah. At this point, I'm very glad I never was allowed to have sea monkeys. Same. So right? people would report that he would go to uh, Aryan Nation events and sometimes would burn the cross. Oh, God. Like, he was the guest, and he's like, I get to burn the cross! Uh, uh, Jesus Christ, this guy. He gets home, he's like, Martha, guess what? They let me burn the cross tonight. What a weekend. (laughs) What is that accent? You're from New Jersey. (laughs) 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 So, all right. Then in 1985, I'm sure we all remember why that year is significant. (sighs) <sighs> to me. Yes, it was significant because I was six. <laughs> I was born! Um, yes, yes, I know. So I just wanted to see if I could bait you, and, and I did. So in 1985, he would lend the Grand Dragon of the KKK, Dale Roich, uh-huh. $12,000 to get some guns. Oh, my God. But not legal guns. Well, no. You can't be bothered with legal guns. So Dale was arrested for his illegal guns. Okay. And basically they ended up investigating Harold and he was willing to cooperate with the U.S. attorney. And he even gave them fucking sea monkeys when he met with them. You're kidding. But the, And then he was never brought up on charges because he was like, I just gave him the money. I didn't know what he was going to do with it. What? Right. In, so, he gave him the money he specifically wanted for like illegal purchase of guns. And then, but he's not... <sighs> 
This is bribery. That's bribery. Yeah, basically. Okay, you give people, little people, that gather around a television set, a little fake television set in the water, and he bribed them. He bribed them. But basically, so like, he claims he didn't know what it was for, but I really struggle with that based on the fact that he burned fucking crosses at Nazi yeah. events. Like, like, what do you think the also, guy is going to buy with $12,000? I don't know, but I think that you really ought to just be allowed to be brought up on charges for donating $12,000 to the Grand Dragon of the KKK. <laughs> yes. Quote from Mental Floss. Quote, Von Braunhut refused to comment on the allegations other than to tell the Seattle Times that, quote, you know what side I'm on. God Damn. Yes, we do. First yes, we all, do, Harold. First of all, first of all, that was a triple quote. Oh, it was mental floss quoting the Seattle Times quoting him. Ah, oh, triple quote. God. What a, now that, if you were wondering, ladies and gentlemen, was a nerdgasm. <laughs> I can't even see my screen. No, I, I've, I've, I, it's been too foggy to see you for the entirety of this episode. It's like the car in the Titanic. <laughs> he occasionally just sees a hand on the screen. Yeah, but sliding please don't down. put your hand on the screen. I don't. I, I, whatever's going on back there, I don't want to see it now. Oh God, he did it. He did it. <laughs> okay, so basically, he's trying to hide his ties to the Aryan Nation, and he got a toy distributor. Why? 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 Why are you hiding this, Harold? If you're so proud of it, right? So everyone was trying to um, distance themselves from him, including comic books. So he's got like a toy distributor now, but everyone's like, we don't really talk to him. We just put out sea monkeys. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So eventually in the year 2000, he would get Explora toy to distribute the product. Really? These were going that long? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're still going. <laughs> what? So, you can still buy sea monkeys? Yeah. The parent <gasps> company, Educational Insights knew about the claims of him being a neo-Nazi, and they were like, well, we don't really think he is one, and we didn't ask, so we're okay. Don't ask, don't tell. Uh, okay. It's a little bit they... like, remember um, the uh, Joanna and Chip Gaines from HGTV and how they were caught going to a really homophobic church, but then HGTV never fucking asked them point blank, hey, are you homophobic? And they just kind uh-huh. of swept it under the rug because they were making them so much money. I, that... Is a controversy that completely escaped me, my notice, but so I believe you. They've managed to kind of not comment one way or another. And my thing is, and in this day and age, if you don't come out for gay people, you're probably mm-hmm. not for them. Yeah. Yeah. Period. That's, I think, a reasonable assumption. Yeah. Anyway, this company- Happy Pride Month. This, co- <laughs> this company was basically like, he didn't say he was a Nazi, so- Oh, and for and for the oh, record, if, we never asked, and he didn't say he was a Nazi, so we're gonna go ahead and keep making money from him. Yeah, exactly. Hey, capitalism. And for the record, if Chip and Joanna Gaines are listening to this, first of all, if you come out and say that you support gay people, then that's just good. And if you come out as gay, so much the better. I know it would be wild, but teach their own. No, better. It's better. I mean, I think you you could be an ally, sure, but it's better to be gay, isn't it? Of course. Wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say? <laughs> be gay. Um, Come on, Chip. So so eventually the toy company was forced to make a statement about this incident. Okay. And the heads basically said he denied being involved with them, so we're going to listen to him. Great. This sure. was happening. They were saying, like, he's not a you part of this, them. The area. did this research in, like, an afternoon, but they, they're like, yeah, no, he said no, so mm, we're fine. Right. 
they uh, they were saying this even though he Harold would officiate Richard Butler's wife's funeral. Fucking hell. So okay. and people would get photos of him wearing Aryan Nation pins as well. Well, fucking Jesus Christ! He's like photographed wearing the regalia and shit. Okay, no, but it was. The thing is, Jason, what you're not recognizing is that he's actually Antifa, and that was all false flag. Yeah, he it was clearly he was he was hired as an actor to instigate. Yes, he's a paid actor. That's right. Yeah, he's dead. So he died in 2003 at the age of 77. Damn. So oh no. Hashtag thoughts and prayers. Yeah. So his second wife Yolanda still sells the sea monkeys from home. What are her affiliations? <laughs> There's actually a lot more chaos involved with her being broke now because a company bought them from her and him, but then stopped paying because they said they paid enough. But there's lawsuits, but that's for another time. Okay. So it we just don't we got to the end of our episode, and I was like, I he's dead. This isn't really about Yolanda. Sure. No, it's about the Nazi selling monkeys that aren't that are shrimp. Right. Yeah. So. Um. Okay. Man, if you can't trust a neo-Nazi, who can you trust? <laughs> okay. Okay, what is the price What side? is the price side? <laughs> ah. uh, the guy's dead. That guy's dead. I, it's, I, is anybody else feeling kind of whiplashed about, like, we were like, oh, okay, he's kind of a huckster, kind of a wonderful, wait, a Nazi. <laughs> right? When I was reading about this, I was like, okay, sea monkey, sea monkey. What the fuck? I know. That's incredible. Luck. So it's terrible. I, so I mean like so the bright side is he, one person died in the making of this episode. Right. When he well and he didn't die cuz of anything. He just died of old age, but like he can't give more money to them now. So that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's probably better that we did not have his voice around in the conversation in the last couple of years. Well, this is the other good thing that I really like. People were trying to get him canceled back then, yeah. which was the correct thing to do because Nazis have no place in society, period. If you're a Nazi, yeah. you should be gone. Like, yeah. no. It's a bummer that he wasn't canceled, but at the same yeah. time, it's like we're now seeing people who are Nazis getting canceled, and it's good. Like, we've we've grown. That's good. <laughs> Not that as much good. as you, we you... should. <laughs> You used to be able to be a Nazi, very proudly so, and uh, just go right ahead and have your business, you know. But now I'm torn about this because I, I kind of wish we were we got to see the Sea Monkey ads next to the My Pillow ads at Tucker Carlson's show because they're the only ones who can advertise with him anymore. But this guy would totally be it would be him and the My Pillow guy. <laughs> also, the uh, company has fallen quite a bit. I'm kind of like now that it's Yolanda's doing it, like I'd kind of be okay buying sea monkeys again. Mm, kind of. I we don't mm. know. I would do research first because that would be like saying it's just Melania. Like she's complicit. Oh, that's a good point. You know, like if you're marrying this person, you you know what's up. That's a good point. That's a very good point. She was providing the wood for the burnings. <laughs> Yolanda came across the ocean with a giant cross to burn. And a dream. And a dream. I will marry the sea monkey man. <laughs> well, her dream came true. There's a bright side. I don't even know where Yolanda's from, to be honest. So she could have been American. We don't American. care. Yeah. We don't care. Uh, so, yeah. Anything else? I guess maybe that we highlighted a dark part of history once again that we didn't know about. Uh -huh. 
Yeah, that's that. I would like to think that the bright side is all of those children who were, when they received their sea monkeys and saw what they actually had bought, whose little dreams were crushed, and who grew up just a little bit in that moment. I don't think that's a good thing, all right? That's like the fucking time that the, the they put those little fucking paper leprechauns in my leprechaun trap. Like, uh-huh. that fucked me up. Just... Well, and you grew up just a little bit. But I don't you appreciate that now? I didn't need to. I think you did need to, Jason. You were 24 at the time. I was not 20. I was like six. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks everybody for listening. (laughs) Jason, don't you need to go feed your sea monkeys now? No, I don't have those fuckers. (laughs) My house is a Nazi free zone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, I'm sorry. I have to go smother my sea monkeys now. Which just means dry them out, but then won't they just be waiting? Oh, that's a freaky thought. Just put some. I, uh, there's ways to kill them. <laughs> okay, on our next episode, we'll find out how to kill the sea monkeys you mistakenly <laughs> bought from a neo Nazi. Thanks everybody for listening this week, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Harold, are you a Nazi? Yeah, well, uh, no. Good enough for me! We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at BrightsideKandJ, and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look look on on the the bright side. side.